Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys, episode 11. Mm. 11. Much like the popular character from the show Stranger Things, this is the 11th episode. Her name is Eleven. Oh. We're full audio now, boys and girls. If you missed the recap, you will, you, this is the first ever hearing of us being full audio. Uh, we are now uh, on iTunes, of course, so if you love the show, please be sure to leave us a review. Uh, if you like what we do, go to patreon.com slash Network if you want to be a part of that financially. Um, but we're full audio now. We're not recording the video anymore. We figured, you know what, we're a couple of grimy southern boys, always sweating, always just always being grimy. If you're, in, if you're into looking at that, then tune in to episode 1 through 10. Exactly. But the video, That's I mean... Thing. Or Josh's channel. You're here. Sweaty, grimy, southern boys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're here to play Dungeons and Dragons, and that happens in our imagination. So that's what we're going to do. So thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, you're really just listening, unless you're staring at the Dungeon Boys logo intently. Please, and try- Lord, no. <laughs> Please, just spare yourself. That's a that's a bad map. We're probably going to toss that map. <laughs> but I think it looks cool as far as our logo. Anyway, Dungeon Boys. The dungeon last boys. thing we did... For our characters, Jack Law is in the constable's bedroom. He's peeking in the door. Arlo is downstairs with the, um, I don't know if you introduced your names yet, but with the family they're looking for trying to save and the ma- and the manor. Except for the one dude I just ate. Yeah. Right, and you're not trying to save him. He wasn't no. part of the family, so we're good. He was can- he was cannon fodder from the very beginning. There you go. He wasn't even a guard or anything. No, he was dude. just a stable boy. He was probably, uh, probably just... Poor wretch child. He was pretty beefy. But he knew about it. See, he knew that they were down there and he didn't do oh, anything. yeah, that's true. So Fair enough. Venus is right. Fair enough. May he be gone. Mm-hmm. Damnation acquired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put him there. Yeah, no, hold on. <laughs> uh, and then Grim just walked into the foyer of and the manor. Uh, and he saw his father. He saw his father there. And his father turned around. Padre. And in perfect, I would wager perfect, cliffhanger delivery. Yeah, it was, said, it was good. What are you doing here, son? And then... <laughs> Y'all know our music? You can use your imagination and come up with some really awesome music. Yeah. But that wasn't it. Hey, here's the thing. If you listen to this show, I don't like to beg for things. And I'm not going to beg for things. But dang if I don't want to see somebody draw these characters. Mm-hmm. But Really, I just want to see Burb. Hey, I drew my character. Okay, Jack Law. It's all yeah. about Burb. We're going to start... Thing. This is Burb. Oh, Burb is main character, dude. That's right. Burb, y'all even know. <laughs> of course, he's not. That's he turns out to be like the big baddie and the hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to play this daggum game. <laughs> y'all keep giving me off track with you. These boys is jokey tonight. These dungeon boys got them jokes. The same. We need more Burb. Let's play, Jack. We're you're peeking into the constable's bedroom. I don't think you've left yet. I'd like to redescribe that room for you. Okay. Uh, I'd like for you to roll perception, actually. I didn't ask you to do that the first time. What you saw before, you may not have actually seen. Just to refresh, everyone, if you're binging this episode, please forgive me. 21. Well, well you see it all. Uh, cool, so, well, I leave. Um, important <laughs> things in the room. This room is a very is a very ornate bedroom. There's a big canopy bed in this room. Across the room from the door that you're looking into, uh, into it from, you can see a kind of a tiled bathroom section with a clawfoot tub. Uh, you can see the white tiles on the floor there. The room is very, uh, the ceiling is carved and ornately decorated. The, all the linens and all the things are, are very uh, rich and, and full. There's this, you can tell the silk sheets on the bed. 
Um, but there are a few important things that you notice. Uh, you notice the large bathtub and the, the south portion of the room. You're looking in from the north to uh, your left being the east. Um, it is from the top down, but to your left looking in is the door that would presumably be out into the balcony that is over the dining room. Um, <clears throat> you can see on the nightstand a kind of leather-bound book that is not open, but it seems to be placed on the nightstand underneath a lamp that is not on. Um, let's see. You can see a painting on the wall, a very large painting of two seemingly not super wealthy, uh, a man and a woman, a couple, a mar- a, almost a marriage portrait. Uh, you can see that picture on the wall of uh, two, a couple that <clears throat> aren't exactly wealthy. Also on the nightstand, you can see a picture of those two people that are obviously the same people, but with two little boys um, and that painting, uh, but it's much smaller. And it is sitting in a frame rather than being framed on the wall. Um, and leaning against the door, going out of this room, is a wooden staff. To the balcony? Yes. It's not going, it's, the door is shut. Um, but to the right of the door, as if to be something that you would pick up on the way out of this room or something like that, you see a staff, a wooden staff. And the way this staff looks, it's a long wooden shaft, and at the top, uh, the two ends of it, uh, part, almost like beetles, uh, a beetle's pincers a little bit. Not, doesn't have the... The, the spiky teeth in the middle, but it, it parts the wood pieces go around. Um, and floating in the middle of this... Um, Josh, you, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Josh knows what this is. I know what it um, is. But he can't tell you. I'm not in the room, but um, I know what it is. And in floating inside this kind of open space that's made by the separating pieces of wood is a single green leaf. Um, and it kind of spins around, floating as it's uh, suspended in this area. And on each side of that leaf uh, is a, a beast, a tooth of a beast. I mean, just any kind of canine-looking tooth. And they're kind of adhered to each side of the leaf. Um, yeah, we're doing good, I think, on, on audio stuff. Uh, but on each side of the leaf, it's adhered to that, and then you see the tooth. And you recognize kind of the style, this tooth style, as the same types of teeth that surround the brim of Arlo's hat. Is that very unique to me? Like that stands. You don't see a lot of people with uh, like straw hats like that with that are adorned with a, a row of teeth. Like sharks' tooth necklaces are not necessarily common. Uh, puka shell necklaces aren't super common in this world. Um, so when I see this, I think. Arlo. Yes, you would likely think this. Wait a second. That's kind of like what Arlo's got. That looks like that style looks very Arlo. Okay. Um, and let's see. You can see. It's a very important world question. Yeah. This is just out of character, all this kind of stuff. But you mentioned there's a lamp, and it's and it's not on. Does Correct. that mean it's not lit, or does that mean it's not, like, switched on? Like, is there electricity? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's just not lit. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm yeah. wondering. Um, yeah. If there's, like, like, little parts where things are electric and stuff like that. Sure. So, um, okay. There may be, but this in particular is just not lit. Okay. Um, would you care to investigate any of these things any further, or are you just going to peek in? Is there any other door? Is there a door that leads to the rest of the house, or is the yeah. one that I came in the only entrance? The, what I was saying is the, the door goes to the, the other door goes to the balcony. So you're, the staircase that you're in is completely separate from the kitchen. It's kind of like a secret staircase on yeah. the back of the house. So it's almost like a secret corridor that opens into his room. But from that staircase that you're in, you can only go either outside the house into his bedroom or downstairs to the basement. Is there a door on my right that leads to the rest of the house? On your right? 
You said on the left, there's one that leads to the balcony. Is there not a door that leads to the rest of the house? There's no, no, there's no other door that leads to a different room. The only way you can go, this balcony is over the dining room. Um, the kind of the balcony in the top of the dining room. Oh, it's so still the balcony's inside. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, imagine, I thought, imagine I it was a, like a balcony, like overlooking the courtyard. Outside. Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Okay. Imagine a, a very high ceiling dining room yeah. with. Remember, because you saw the big chandeliers mm-hmm. that were hanging down. There's kind of a balcony around the inside of this dining room. I got you. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. All right. So cool. Um, I'm going to go look around me, make sure nobody sees me going in. Yeah. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to look at the picture. Okay. I'm going to see if I recognize anybody in it. Do I need okay. to roll for that? Um, roll, investigate. Well, what's, what's higher between investigation and insight for you? Uh, investigation. Roll investigation. We'll see if you can't. 16. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether you're deducing from clues or whether you're just like from your memory. These people do not exist in your memory. But from clues, it would seem that these people, though they look rather poor uh, in comparison to Ronald Witherbranch, who is extremely wealthy, uh, seem to be his parents. Based on the small picture of the two little boys, you kind of deduce that, oh, this, this must be the marriage por- portrait of his parents. Not to mention with a role like that, you can see a little bit of um, scraping on the paint near the the bottom right corner of this painting. Uh, scraping like a line going in one direction? Yeah. I try and push it in the direction of those lines. All right. What you see behind it is the d- door to a safe. Okay. There is a sa- uh, safe built into the wall behind this painting. All right. Um, what is my role? There, excuse me. Hold on. There is a safe there. Um... And the only thing, there is no dial or anything, it's just a keyhole. Okay, never mind then. Uh, I'm going to go grab that staff and sling it over my back. Okay. And I didn't see anything else that particularly stood out, right? There was a book on the side table. Um, but other than that, not, I mean, not anything particular that stood out. I mean, did I, did I see any title on this book or anything? Uh, there is no title in the front of the book. Okay, then it wouldn't it wouldn't stand out to me. Okay, so just I would like to look at it, but honestly, I would have left it if, if I was actually playing this character. I would have left that. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm gonna go back out the stairs and go down because I remember a spiral staircase in the basement that I never looked at. Okay, so you're going back to the basement. Yeah. Um. So as you shut that door, almost fortuitously, as you shut that door, you hear um someone enter the room that you just left. But yeah. you head down to the basement. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I just... Yeah. I don't hear, where's my staff? No, you actually don't hear okay. that. <laughs> mm. I don't hear that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm rolling for me. Okay. Uh, so you head down to the basement. You, again, the basement is that large uh, rectangular room, pretty much the size of the whole house, just underneath. Um, you see the big metal box with the door on it that you didn't go to try to get inside of, or um, maybe you did, but the lock was, was extremely difficult to pick. Yeah. Uh, you see all the storage and everything. I, think I rolled like 15 and still couldn't open. Yep. Coming in the north port, the north middle of the north wall, uh, there's the mimic chest that you discovered was a mimic before it tried to attack you or anything. You didn't really, didn't really, you didn't bother it. You just yeah. discovered it was a mimic as it waited there for you. Um, coming in the north part of this room, uh, at the south, the southeast corner, so the bottom right corner is the spiral staircase. Okay. Um, 
Also, yeah. while you're in the constable's bedroom, the longer you're in there, the more uh, voices you could hear from outside. Kind of this this party begins to start. Okay, then I'm actually going to go down that hallway. I heard the woman's voice from the woman because you, you heard of a woman kind of humming uh, yeah. Uh, or yeah, kind of singing. Okay, so excuse me, need to remember where everything is at. It's been a while since we played Dungeon Boy, there, everybody. It's been like a month, yeah, or three weeks, or Has it? It's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, at least. Just to date the episode, we just had Hurricane Florence come through yeah. last week. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Did nothing here. Not at all. No. Uh, everybody north of us, though. Wow, they got some damage. Yes, and if you are affected by the storm, we thank you for listening to the show to console yourself, and we are very, we are very um, sorry that that happened to you. Um. If we can do anything, let us know. So as you go down this uh, this corridor, I'm gonna need you to roll perception for me, my friend. Eleven. Eleven. Um, so coming down this corridor, you can faintly hear the echo of voices—voices voices you don't recognize, voices that sound a little bit gruff, like adult men. Um, you can hear their muff- them muffled saying like, "We we have to check on these things every every hour. I'm sure nothing's going wrong with them." Uh, and you hear the other guy say, "Well, it's what the ball it's what the constable wants us to do, and that's what we need to do. You don't want to end up like the last guy that crossed him." And you hear that echoing, but you can't ex- you can't determine which way whether it's coming towards you, the voices, or whether they're going away. Okay, um, I'm gonna. Arlo, s- I need your roll perception as well, friend. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stealth. I'm rolling perception. Yep. Okay. Stand back, everybody. I stealthed. Okay. What do you roll for self? I rolled a 19 plus 6. Okay, you are completely stealthed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20 plus 4, my brother. Okay, so there's a big um, kind of metal door. Ooh. And if you remember, the room that you're in, um, <clears throat> the southwest portion is all these cages and beasts mm. covering the direct south all the way to the southwest and a little bit of the northwest. In the very north of this um, room is the, a wide kind of delta-esque staircase uh, that goes up to a large, I don't know if I mentioned the door, but a large steel door. Okay. Um, here, I'll show you the picture of it if you don't, if you would like. Um, we have pictures? Yes. So, what? large steel door. Oh, cool. This is where you hit those switches. Mm-hmm. You and the family are kind of standing here by the cages. On the right of this room is a kind of a... A flowing reso- a flowing uh, stream of water that you can only be assume- that you can only assume is used to feed these uh, creatures that are down here. Cool. Okay. Um, but through that steel door, you hear the exact same thing that uh, Jack Law just heard. You hear those voices. You hear the voices saying, "We have to check on these things every hour." I don't. There's nothing going wrong with them. Okay. Um, and excuse me, real quick. And the the family, the father there, the father who you were speaking to that just learned that you are a servant of the skill that you're here to save them, he also hears this noise. He doesn't hear what they're saying, but he hears, he uh, he whispers to you, says, the, guard, the, the guards are coming. Shut us back in our cage just for a moment. Okay. Shut. All right, so they step back into the cage, and you, you pull the lever, I guess, to yep. shut them back in the cage. And he looks at you, and he says, thank you. I don't want anything to happen to my... I'm, if, if we're in the cage, nothing can... They, Nothing can really happen to us. They can't hurt us. But the guards are coming, and if they see you down here, they will kill you. That's all right. I just ate the last fellow, so. He, he, he doesn't... 
He can't tell you that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to get out of sight. If it looks like anything bad is going to happen to y'all, I'll jump in. Thank you. Thank you very much, kind frog, <laughs> kind frog man. What was your name again? Arlo. My name is Albert. Albert, Albert. Albert Fullhart. Albert, I think you're just the man we're looking for. Well, we'll make proper introductions after we uh, get out of here. How about that? That sounds good. Okay, so the, the guards are now unlatching the door to the uh, big uh, steel... Uh, the Unlatching the latch on the big steel door. The door is opening. Um, Where's and, my hiding spots at? Uh, yeah, you hear... Of course, yeah. Jack Law hears the door opening. What? Where am I? Am I I'm visualizing, like, is this just, like, an open room? Is there, like... Um, there is a basilisk <laughs> directly behind you. Not going there. Uh, there, there's there's kind of some hay and stuff in the corner. Hey, I'm almost have into hay. Feet. Okay, roll um into hay. Whole roll lot of stealth, I guess, to see how well you perform. Some street that. sneaks. Yeah, down. exactly. Do like see. an eagle. I got eleven to hide in the hay. Okay, so yeah, you're hiding in hay, and eleven is perfect. To, I feel like you have enough skill to conceal yourself in the hay. So. Um, you're quietly, not breathing too heavy, hiding in the hay, you're a small boy. <laughs> uh, so the door swings open, and Jack Law, you, heard, you hear the door being unlatched, so what are you doing as you enter in? Are you follow them? going to approach but not go through that door. And is there is there like any curves? Is there anywhere they wouldn't see me if someone is on the other side of that door, they won't see me from the door? All right, so someone's looking through the door to where you are. Like, if somebody is, I, I don't know if they're going away or if they're coming toward right. me. Is there anywhere that I can hide and I can see, like, so, I can peek out and see the door, but so they can't see as, me going? As you travel this corridor, uh, it does curve. So when you first start in it, you, you travel forward for a little while, then it kind of curves down to the left in a ramp. Um, and as you continue, it seems to kind of spiral, but then continue heading in the same direction you were you were heading. Mm. Uh, so there is a spot kind of behind that curve if you would like to stay there and peek and see what happens through the door. I would like to do that. Okay. But other other than that, the walls are very smooth. There's sconces that light it, um, but you are well, con- well concealed. It's, it's, it's pretty dimly lit. Okay. So you kind of use your cloak to cover yourself a little bit, and you're behind this wall concealed. Should uh, I reach out perception to see if I can hear what they're saying over there? Um, no, I mean, that perception rule is good. Um, as they open the door, they say, they kind of look in, they walk down the steps. I see that, I see that room though, right? Yeah, you can see, what you see directly in front of you, the most of your view is, you can see a basilisk in a cage. And you can see a stone guard with his hand out, turned to stone. Or facing towards facing the basilisk. Facing towards the basilisk. And the basilisk is kind of sleeping, it's kind of chilling right now. Um, the the exchange it's kind of hard to wake up the exchange between Arlo and the stable boy uh, didn't wake it up so it is sleeping and the guards walk down this and as they walk down the one that you heard speaking first he says um, well I see see I told you there's nothing going wrong just like the last five times we came down here hmm. uh, and the guy says well let's just I mean, Basculus is sleeping we did let's chill out we'll see we'll see how they we'll see how the the full hearts are doing. Um, so they, you see them walk down and then turn towards the full hearts. Um, and you hear the other one, well, the first one say, Greetings, prisoners! And then we're going to cut to Grim. <laughs> okay, so Grim, you walk in, and your father has just turned around. The man that you know to be your father, he is a man, he's dressed in a nice suit. He's He is a paladin by class. By class. Um, he's he, retired, though. He's retired. He doesn't do a lot of adventuring anymore. Uh, but he is a, a tall, uh, healthy-looking man. Shorter than Grim. Shorter than Grim, but but a tall man, right? He's pretty uh, uh, shorter than Grim, though. Uh, pretty pretty muscular, pretty fit-looking. Mm-hmm. He's got short, 
short gray hair, mm-hmm. uh, combed, combed, back. well, well quaffed, mm-hmm. one would say. Uh, well kept. He's a well kept man. Oh, oh yeah, but it's, it's like short. Okay, well kept, short. So I'm thinking and Geralt of Rivia, a little older, with <coughs> with the quaffed hair. Uh, shorter than Geralt's hair, but yes, yeah, pretty spot on. Okay, uh, so he turns around and he says, uh, "What are you doing here, son?" Father, hello. Yes, hello. What um, What are you doing here at the constable's party? My my badge is on my belt, right? Yeah. Uh, as we're as we're uh, talking, like as soon as I see him, I start like in, in answer to his question, I start like tapping it kind of with my thumb, like, oh, you know, I, I sold a toad <laughs> to the constable and uh, I was invited to his party as as payment, and I'm still just tapping away with my thumb like just oh my my hand on my my hip thigh and i'm just like patting with my thumb. yeah he reaches out to grab your hand and bring you in for like a the handshake into a hug i accept and he um whispers in your ear he says oh so you're on business i am yes i was hoping that you that your time with the lonesome investigative department would take you away from things like the constable and to more uh i don't want to say menial but some you know safer tasks i don't want you you know, messing with the council like I know that you want to do. Well, Father, you are not going to like what I'm doing then. <laughs> well, join, join me over here. Um, and he looks around uh, the the room, and as people are kind of shuffling into the dining room, nobody's. there's not a lot of people stopping in the, the foyer. Uh, people, most people are traveling through the foyer into the, the dining room, and he looks around. Um, and he looks at the door to what is obvious, uh, what <clears throat> that says "keep out." There's a door with a uh, kind of a little banner on it that says "stay out of here." Uh, and he looks to that door and he walks over to it, kind of leading you a little bit. Uh, and he reaches for the door, but as he um, he reaches for it, he grabs it and he's going to try to open it to go in. But the the knob shakes a little bit loudly, and a guard's head turns toward the both of you, and he says. Uh, excuse me, sir. That that room is not for the party. Please make your way into the dining room. The constable is about to address the crowd. And he says, "I wanted to try to speak to you in private." Uh, okay. Uh, forgive me, guard. Um, we're we're a bit lost. Come on, father. Let's let's step outside for some fresh air just for a moment. Certainly, son. I think I could use some. So you guys step outside, uh, and you kind of people are passing by, but there's a good bit of hustle and bustle, and you can kind of speak privately out here. Right. Under the awning of the, as as carts arrive, um, he says, so "Why why are you here, son? What are you doing?" Grim Grim would be honest um, <laughs> with 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 his father. Uh, well, um, I did get the job with the LID, as as you uh, know, but it turns out that that's not exactly the safest place. Or the uh, farthest away from uh, the council, as we thought. Um, I'm now a member of the Servants of the Scale. The what? It's an organization run uh, by a family that the uh, constable has apparently kidnapped. What do they do? Um, Well, they are all about resetting the balance in Medine. Ah, And fighting the council. Exactly the dangerous thing I tried to steer you away from. But exactly the dangerous thing I was diving headfirst into. I've, I've, I've assumed, I assume <laughs> that, uh, I assume that whenever you mentioned that you were going to, you know, try to, try to, uh, uh, go with my mother and mine and your mother's wishes and 
steer clear from your antics of trying to get yourself killed by the council as fast as possible and go with the LID that it will only be a matter of time before you step back in it. So tell me, is there any way I can help you this evening? As you know, I, of course, am not a, count, a fan of the council. Obviously, I, I, it, takes no, it takes no educated man to see what they're doing is absolutely evil. Yes. I, I did not intend to lie to you. This, this was... I was trying to follow uh, your wishes, but... I know, son. I know. An opportunity presented itself, and I cannot sit by. Um, if the time comes... Perhaps you could distract the constable. Ah, you. With, so you want with polite conversation. I, you, you don't need to get in the middle of this. Thaddeus, there's one thing in this world that I hate more than anything else, and that is talking to Ronald Witherbridge. But I'll do it for you if it Thank keeps you. you alive. Thank you. It might not. He looks like a he. He I'll looks like you, a big. He looks like a big greasy lazy man. And that is all true. Yeah, oh, yes, I know. But he is quite a powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. Please, steer clear. If you, must, if you must interact with him, try not to make him mad. I sold him a giant toad. I think he's rather happy about that. He probably, he probably is very pleased with that. I, your, your sister is so hard to keep track of, of Thaddeus. I, I don't know what we would do if we, if we lost you. At least we, know, at least we can kind of know what direction you're heading. But your, hmm. your Ferris is... Is absolutely hard to keep track of. So, at, at least you're here tonight. I don't know what she's off doing this evening. What have you told her of what I'm doing? Just as a, as a. She knows you're with the LID. Okay, let's let's keep it there. Okay. She's a warrior, as you know, and um, let's just leave it at that. I also won't tell your mother. Probably for the best. <laughs> yes. It will. Um, it will be between us. Thank you. I'll be at the party all evening. Uh, if you can let me know that you make it out safe, please do. Uh, but if you cannot, I will assume that you did. That will be my second priority after dealing with the business. Should we develop a signal uh, for you? Can and he, he he can tell that he is concerned about you, but he's also a little bit excited. Like he's kind of getting some of his adventuring days back in. Uh, and he says, uh, "Could should we develop some sort of signal for if you, if you need me to distract Ronald?" I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will produce a purple light. A purple light? Where will you do this? I don't know. That's the only thing inconspicuous that I can do that would not lead people directly to me. Thaddeus, as your father, I would like to point out that a purple light is not inconspicuous. It, it is rather conspicuous. It will not be directly tied to me, father. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw it over there. <laughs> it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be on my person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, I did not expect it. You how be about here. this? Is how about this? Let, let, let me let me try this on you. How about a wave? A wave. You maybe from across the room, maybe. I just wave my. No, arms. just a, a brief wave. Maybe like a you raise your hand above, like chest. Yeah, just like a hello, father. Wave. You know. Kind of okay, like we do I was I was aiming. I, I was looking for more. Um, we're in trouble. We need this now, type of thing. But okay, yeah, that a wave will be fine. A wave works. Okay, if you really need me, yell. <laughs> I still like caca. Caca. <laughs> or I could have a butterfly do it. You have a butterfly go caca. Yeah, Dinas does. Uh, Graham does have a ring where he can control butterflies. Ooh. Oh, if yeah. you if you see a butterfly, 
fly and land on your forehead. <laughs> My forehead. Yes. Indoors. Yes. Okay. What? It. How is this those, possible? I have a ring. I can do things. Okay. If um, it might not work, I don't know. The wave or the butterfly? We'll see. The okay. Ring of uh, doing all right. Stuff. I've got a. I've got a list of priority list: butterfly, then wave. Mm-hmm. And if I see a purple light, I know things really have hit the fan. No, butterfly is level three. Very well. Because that no one can trace back to me at all. Okay. I don't, I don't believe. So butterfly is if we're in some deep doo doo and I need a way out. Thank you for not using the words around me. You know I don't like bad words. I, I don't either. You're right. <laughs> of course. I raised you right, Thaddeus. Yes. Um, um, I suppose we should go ahead and head into the party. A waving, glowing yes, purple punch. butterfly. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> going, I suppose we, we should enter the party now? Yes. After um, you. Uh, I think we ought to maybe go our separate ways while we're in here, and you can... I don't want to hold you back, and maybe if, if you need me away from across the room, and I will see if I cannot distract Ronald, um, if you are in need. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. I'll go to the right and you go to the left. Sounds like a plan. Alright, so he turns to walk away and as he walks away he turns around and he says, Thaddeus, mm-hmm. I want you to know I'm proud of you. Thank you. And he turns and walks and he walks into the uh, he um, walks so into good. the uh, the dining room. And you don't lose him in the crowd, but the cra- there's a big crowd in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walk into the dining room and you see this great tall ceiling dining room, almost like a almost cathedral-esque there's two great golden chandeliers that hang from the ceiling you can see the balcony around the edge of the the top of this dining room a great wooden table all the way down the length of it full of foods and and feasting items Uh, and uh, there's a a crowd of people surrounded around they're all chatting and having drinks and enjoying um, conversations with one another uh, as you walk into this room and you can see your father kind of go off to the right and and find someone he knows and and engage them in conversation Uh, but other than that, you can see several guards walking in, and, and uh, you can count four at current. Uh, two that are standing on the wall uh, on either side of the door that you just walked into, and two that are kind of making their rounds within the dining room. Were there any outside where we were? There were two guards in the foyer as well, and there was a, there was one guard kind of helping people in and out of the carriage, hmm. almost like a valet. Okay. Uh, are there any doors leading... Um where I am leading to a different room? Like on the um, left side? Of the on the left room? side, you can tell that there are chefs and waiters and waitresses coming in and out of a door on the left. Mm-hmm. These two actually larger doors uh, that you can only imagine lead to the kitchen. On the right, there's also two doors that obviously lead to like a, a living room where there are also people standing with fine furniture and places to sit and hang out. But and also on the left, closer to you than the kitchen doors, is a, a door and above it says lavatory. Hmm. Okay, I'll stand around. All right, so Grim is going to stand around. You don't currently see Ronald yet. Um, And there are also several servants passing by. There are people that you can tell are servants. I want to go uh, into the living room, actually, and see what I see in there. Okay. Um, uh, So you make your way into the living room, and it's just kind of the same situation. There are people talking. You're not really drawing a lot of attention to yourself because you do have your... uh, you have your 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 regular old clothes on that are normally nice, perfect for uh, a party such as this. And you walk into these rooms, and um, you can just see rich people having a good time, enjoying themselves. Any, um, any doors leading to places other than the dining? No, just in the living. Room. Just there's there's one kind of at the south end of the living room that goes in, and then the door at the north end that comes out, and there's a wall in between. Mm. Mm. 
So as you kind of decide how you want to handle navigating where you want to go next, we can go back down to the basement if you don't mind. Or that's fine. Okay. So we'll return to the basement. No. I mean, I'm down for whatever, but uh, no matter what happens, I'm pretty much just going to be waiting on the guards to leave that room. Okay. The basement room. Or? Yeah. And you're hiding, so I assume you're doing the same thing in the basement. Okay, so just a quick check-in in the basement. The guards um, kind of, you can, they exchange uh, conversation with the prisoners. The prisoners don't respond. Albert Fullhart, being kind of the mouthpiece for his family, doesn't respond very much to any of their, their prods. They kind of kind of poke fun at them and um, just give them a hard time for being captured or whatever. And like, not a, good, not a good place to spend your Thursday evening, is it, Albert, with your family? You'd probably rather be at a restaurant somewhere. I don't know, traveling. <laughs> you know, he's not good at insults. Not being in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he. Uh, one of the guards has some food from upstairs that he just like stares at them while he eats. Uh, and when they're done, Ar- Arlo, you can see all of this, and you can see Ar- uh, Albert and his family. They're very frustrated. They don't like being in this cage. Mm-hmm. But the guards eventually do. Uh, they walk back to the door, and they shut it behind them. They... And then slam down the latch, lock it tight, and they start heading back towards Jackalaw. Yay. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can right. I... Our, our ultimate goal is to get this family out of here, right? Right. All right. Is the elevator thing still, like... Is it still at the bottom? Are you going to return there? I'm wanting to see if I can get these people out of here. Do you want to check out the elevator? I'll check out the elevator. The elevator is back up top, and you do not see an apparatus to bring it back down. Got it. Got it. It doesn't seem like a viable way up, but that's... I mean, I never want to tell somebody that it's not impossible. I don't okay. know what druids can do. All right. I do want to go and, and unlock the door to the thing, though. The door to this room? Yeah, the door it to the, the their Their, their cage. Yeah. Oh, you want to open their cage. Okay, right. so you return back to the cage. Like, out. if I have to go somewhere... They can still be in there, but it won't be locked, so, yeah. Okay, so you want to unlock the door, but not necessarily open it. <clears throat> right. Okay, yeah, so you him. go... Uh, you did not see Arlo. You I'm inside, you're him. outside, right? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. you did not, because he hadn't, He was in the hay the whole time you were looking in. So you go back to the wall, and you do unlock their cage. That's right. Um, and Albert says, uh, Arlo, what are you doing now? I'm going to go back up top and see if I can't cause some kind of distraction. He grabs the cage and he kind of jiggles it and he says, you've left this unlocked for us? I have. Thank you. We will do our best down here. Also, are you wanna... Are you alone? No, oh, I have two me? other companions. No. Okay. Yeah, because like, I'm, I'm yeah. off to the side. You're like around the corner. Okay. Um, no, I have two other companions. Not one of them's a, a rather, rather tall, silent fellow and one of them's a big fellow by the name of Grimm. Okay. Any any other defining characteristics of these men? I, I don't want to toot our horns at all, but creepy and we, brawny. Yeah, <laughs> creepy and brawny. You'll you'll see like a really really big man. If you can think of a kitchen appliance that is a person, that's him. <laughs> okay. Well, the other one has a mask on with a great big old nose. I just smell want, real good. I just want to know there are several people, uh, many people who would love to see all of my me and my family dead. Uh, so we thank you for your help. We will keep an eye out for these people. Um, and best of luck to you. Try not to get yourself killed on our account. You neither. Stay down here. We're going to see if we can cause a distraction and get you out of here. Okay, he kind of turns w- around and whispers to his family, like trying to prepare them for what's going on. The, the <clears throat> mother is whispering back and the kids the kids perk up. I want to cast kids. Pass a- Without Trace on them. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So it'll last for the next hour. 
they have a plus 10 on stealth checks. Good if, night. If, yeah, if somebody comes in, they want to hide. If they can find some way out, they will have a plus 10 on stealth. Okay. Um, so you do that. And can't be tracked except by magical means. Gotcha. Boom. So I said kids. There's a little girl. Her name is Justine. I don't know if you've. We've had made introductions, so I won't use the names. There's a little girl, got it, about eight to ten years old. There's a big old man. He's not—he's their son, but he's a man. He's got a it. grown man, and he is a, a a beast of a human, much like Grim. A mountain of a man. Yeah, he's a big boy. Got it. Um, and he uh, and then the family, the certainly the father with the glasses and the mother. Cool, um, cool, cool. Uh, so he says, "Thank you very much." Not a problem. It's my pleasure. Okay. What, what did you cat? What did you do magic on us? Yes. If you can find a way out yourselves, you'll find it's a lot easier. You'll 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 have an easier time trying to sneak around. Forgive me, sir. We're not in some sort of literary medium. Tell me what's tell me what's going to benefit us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I tell him I cast pass without trace on him? It's a known spell. Okay. Then I have cast pass without trace on you, gotcha. kind sir. Oh, very. So we'll be able to be sneaky. You can be sneaky, yes, sir. All right. The, Ten so, points of sneaky. Yeah. Ten, Ten so he like, extra to sneakiness. So to, to test it out, like he like bangs his hand on the on the uh, on the cage wall, and it obviously makes less noise than it should have. Cool. So, and he like looks at his hand, and he like leans down and whispers to the family, and they all like wave and say like thank you. <laughs> Did anybody hear that far? The little no. the, li- the little girl is like clapping, and there's not a lot of noise coming from it. And she's having a good time. <laughs> cool. All right. Okay. So. I, I guess my main goal is try to get back up to where the party's going on. Okay. If I can cause a, a distraction, yay. But I'm going to see if I can get the elevator to lower down and get them out of here. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, the door is locked going back to The inside, door right? is locked. All right. The door is locked from the other side of the door, the big steel door. Mm-hmm. The elevator, there seems to be no apparatus, no switch to bring it back down. Okay. And the only, uh, I mean, the uh, the little river, there's a grate uh, in the <laughs> little river. There's a grate for where the river comes into this room, okay. but not where it comes out. Okay. So that that could be a viable thing, maybe. Uh, those are the, as far, if you want to calculate exits to this room, there yes. are three. There are three. So One of them is not necessarily for people. <laughs> giant locked door. Tiny little opening with some water going through it. Not tiny. It's probably six feet across. Oh. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. I could probably make it through that. Probably. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for that one. Then. It is like a, a small creek. Like a, a creek. It's, it, it's a man-made way for water to come into this room. Mm-hmm. Unless the elevator shaft. Okay. Is there, like, is it blocked off at the top? Like, dang, it is. No there, are, it? there are doors. There's a, a sliding door that really, to look at it now, it just mm. looks like a room that terminates into the end of a hallway. That is the um, word of the night, terminate. Yeah, I've used that s- several times. Terminate. Um, let's go to Jack. All right, I'm going to try to see if I can make Okay, it yeah, be thing. thinking about your, your stuff. Um, let's go to Jack. There are two guards heading towards you that you can see that they can't see you uh, heading towards you. Number one, I really hope I can sneak the family out the way I came in because there's something I want to do whenever I get to the door that I imagine there's still a guard at outside. Okay. So, All right. Uh, anyway, uh, how do the guards look? Does it look like I can take them? They're beautiful. They are carrying... They're both carrying spears. They look to both be wearing um, armorish stuff, but it's not super heavy. They're mostly wearing kind of cloaks, blue cloaks, uh, and um, actually the cloaks are red. 
red cloaks. Uh, and you can see kind of some chain mail underneath those cloaks. They're carrying spears. They're <coughs> like beefy boys, but they're not like particularly huge or anything. All right. Um, is there any way, like, I, I rolled a 21 on stealth. Is there any way I can communicate to them? Like, they hear my voice echoing down the hall, that, but they don't see me? Sure. I mean, you're in a hallway. They know where its direction it will be coming from. But I'd like to try and intimidate them. Okay, yeah, roll intimidation. With oh, advantage because you're a voice in the hallway. You're going to need it. <laughs> uh, intimidation 13. Um, so, yeah, you... Well, I need to roll against it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so both these guards are rather intimidated by... What do you say? The I mean, same amount intimidated. Yeah, I mean, RP this. They're walking, they're just kind of having a conversation... Uh, one of them is saying how bad he wants to get back and get some more of that food. Well, you should be able to do that. <laughs> Quiet. Walk down this hall. Do not turn left or right. Look nowhere but straight ahead and continue about your business and act as though you saw nothing. Whoa! Heard whoa. Nothing. What's going on here? Who are you? It doesn't matter what's going on. You're going to die if you don't do what I say. We're gonna die. You tell us what you what what you are right now. They're like backing away. They're not doing what you say. They're 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 going backwards. You don't get to make demands. You're either gonna die or you're gonna do what I tell you to. They unsheathe. There their, is no third option. They unsheathe their swords and they say, like, "Well, you won't like what you find in this room back here. If you if you want us to die, you're gonna have to come get us." And they back towards the door. Are you sure you want to go into that room? I saw that man turn to stone. Do you think a battle will keep that beast asleep? They uh they they both seem to be very uh thoughtful. They look at each other and they stop, um, and they say, "There's only there's only one way out of here. And if you're in this hallway, we're gonna find you. So either you <coughs> either you leave, or we're gonna stay right here and wait." They've they've regained a little bit of their confidence, but they're definitely not they're not trying to. They're scared of you, but they're not trying to approach you. I'm trying to walk the line between intimidation and persuasion. Intimidation, I guess, not necessarily we're going to listen to exactly what you say. I'm trying to act like scared people. Um, so they, like, get tight together, and they look at each other and say, we'll wait. There'll if be you, more guards down here any minute. The, possibly the constable himself. You're the only guards I heard assigned. You're checking in on this group of captured creatures every hour. He's bluffing, right? He's bluffing. There's, there's tons of guards upstairs. Surely you saw some. Tons of guards all guarding the giant party going on. Unless he's some sort of spirit. Are you a spirit? Are you a ghost? I'm no ghost. I'm a man. And I will kill you if you don't do as I say. Well, you'll have to come kill us then. Is this all <laughs> happening like just on the other side of the big door? Yeah. Can I hear this? Uh, roll perception. Huh. Let's see. You definitely heard a shout. Let's see. Can he? No. Never mind. 13? Oh uh, yeah, you hear you pretty much. You don't hear Jack. You hear, hear these Jack. guys com- conversing with an unknown voice, because Jack is speaking in echoes. So by the time his voice gets to you, it may not echo all the way through the door. I thought an intimidation was to convince them to do something that I wanted them to do. It's to make it, intimidation is whether they're intimidated by you or scared mm-hmm. or not. Okay. I mean, this I think intimidation doesn't necessarily mean they always do what they use say they do. The same way animal friendship doesn't mean you get a pet. Yeah. Okay. Can, Call us out if you want on that. Can I do something real quick? Yeah. I mean, you, you heard them. You heard them. Can I cast Fog Cloud on the door? 
On the what's that? How's that work? It creates a cloud of fog in a twenty foot radius. Who wrote? Read the description though. I just want to make sure that it is mechanically possible to right. pass through. Create a twenty corners? foot radius. Yeah, radius okay. sphere of sphere of fog centered on a point within range. The door. The okay. Sphere spreads yep. around corners yep. and it's, yeah. Yep. You can do that. Cool. So there's so like, gonna be fog on each fog side. Fog that of the like door. comes out from around the door. Um, the first thing that you hear is uh, you hear from the cage, Daddy, what's happening? Uh, and uh, Albert says, "Let me find out." Arlo, what's happening? <laughs> uh, ain't nothing. We're just trying to work on a way of getting out of here. The fog is you. You're doing the fog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do a lot of things. It's all. It's all right, Justine. Just let this man is trying to get us out of here. Let's just be quiet and not draw any attention to him. Okay. Above, above Arlo's mask, you see his crow's feet crinkle in the corner of his eyes. Uh, uh, <laughs> not Arlo Jack's mask. I like that characterization that happens frequently. Like, he likes this kind of thing. <laughs> Alright, so, um, as these uh, guys back towards the door... If you could see his smile, you would describe it as chilling. Uh, yeah, uh, he, they back towards the door. And Grim, I'm very sorry that this episode has been Grim Light. But um, we'll, we'll get back to you in just a moment. Next uh, one will be Grim Heavy, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... You actually, real quick, they back into the fog. The fog envelops them, and as soon as that happens, they say, "He has a spirit, and we're gonna die!" And they just back against the door, all, like very fearful. And you can hear them shaking and rattling against the lock on the door. I would offer you another chance to live, but you don't seem keen on following instructions. They can't I'm, even speak; they're so scared. I'm sure you would tell other guards and try and save whatever semblance of a job you have here. Instead, you're just going to have to die. <laughs> okay. If I um, can hear them, like, backed up against the door, can I, like, <laughs> like knock on the door? Yeah, you can. <laughs> they, they just can't speak, though. They're, they're at max fear level. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're just, you can, uh, you. A little bit of pee coming out of that one. for me real quick. Uh, ten. You can smell the smell of urine. <laughs> 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 but before we do combat, back to Grim in the living room. By this time, Grim. You have seen Ronald Witherbranch as you walk around the party. We'll say you've walked around the party in a minute. You've made the rounds. You've spoken to a few people. Kind of done the party thing. Uh, you've seen Ronald Witherbranch walk through the crowd, up the stairs, and into his quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, or into a door at the top of the room. Uh, for you, Zenus, where Bryce was. Mm-hmm. For your character, a door. Uh, and you've seen him walk out, adorned in different clothes. His hair freshly greased back. Um, freshly greased. Yes. And he said he walks out of that bal- out of that room and onto the balcony, and he begins to address the party. Uh, and he says, "Well, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Willow Branch Estate, the Constable's Manor here in Lonesome. I am your constable, and I love throwing these fancy gatherings. I'd like to fin- I'd like to thank you for being here tonight. I have a few things to celebrate." First of all, I would like to celebrate uh, another week as your constable. We've made a great deal of money here in Lonesome. The city is vibrant as ever. Uh, We have plenty of programs going on to improve life here on the Isle of Flame. Uh, Money flows in through taxes, and you, our richest and most famous, are doing very well. Thank you for being here, and these nightly parties are my way of thanking you for being the the top-tier society that you are. Secondly, I also have another... Yeah. Uh, there's applause. Like People are just completely infatuated this, with this man. Is this like loud applause or just like golf clap applause? Oh, golf, golf clap. Uh, and he says, 
Another thing I have to celebrate is my ever-growing collection of beasts. You all know how I love, love, love these new animals. I write about them in my journal. I keep a journal by my bedside every, and I write down about my new creatures that I find. Plenty of information, but what's most important sometimes is how these things taste. I love exotic meats and I want to thank everyone here who's helped me acquire these exotic beasts uh, in, my, in my stables. Uh, recently, uh, Grim, uh, uh, you, what, you said his name was Thaddeus. Yeah. And you told me his la- your last name. Yeah, he knows. And he, he, he's, he's, uh, the reason I rolled earlier was to see if he saw you in the crowd. And uh, he looks down, he sees you in the crowd, he says, Actually, I have one person in particular to thank this evening. Mr. Baker, down here in the, in the, uh, in the crowd here. Wave to the crowd at Mr. Baker. That's sort of, I just like raise my hand and kind of. Everyone looks at you and gives you a little clap, not even knowing what you did. Um, <laughs> Bryce has has secretly wrote down the fact, reminded me that I said the words I like exotic, I love exotic meat. <laughs> um, anyway, he looks to he says, Mister Thaddeus Baker is responsible for allowing me to have the pleasure of owning one giant frog. Thank you, Mister Baker. You're welcome. Maybe one day you all might see this frog. But I again would love to thank you all for being here. Uh, and I just am very thankful for you. Please enjoy the party. I'll be down to talk to you all in just a moment. I'll be making my way down the steps. Y'all enjoy yourself. Uh, Did you, uh, where, how far away is the guard at the carriages? Oh, he's out the front door. Yeah, I mean, how far away from the front door? Um, there's probably 30 feet between the front door and where he's standing. Is it dark? It is dark now, yes. Okay. I, I wish to, uh, Make my way that way. Okay. Uh, uh, back outside. And on, on the way, I want to kind of like pat, or if I pass Bruner, I want to like pat or wave yeah, at him. Your father, uh, Grim's father's name is Bruner. Bruner. Uh, you accidentally and, wave at him. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ron Witherbranch is making his way down the steps into the party uh, as you turn and leave. Um, he doesn't see you. He doesn't see you leave. Uh, and you. The heart of the cards. <laughs> so you walk, uh, you kind of make your way through the foyer. And on your way out, though, uh, one of the guards says, uh, Mr. Baker, am I right? Yeah, yes. Where are you heading off to? The party's just begun. Just to get some fresh air. Crowds are not my uh, forte. Oh, would you like any company? I'll be fine. I'll just be right outside. I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to insist that someone accompany you outside. That's fine. <laughs> you can join me if you want to. Uh, and he looks at the guard on his right, uh, who's on the right side of the door, uh, in, the, in the, the door that goes from the foyer outside, and he nods, and the guard follows you and says, I'll, I'll accompany you outside, Mr. Baker. Right, Sometimes right. I can get stuffy in here. All right, yes, indeed. Uh, what, what is your name, son? It is a guy, right? Uh, yes. Um, my name is Arkin. Arkin. Good to meet you, Arkin. You can call me Thaddeus. Oh, th- oh thank you, Mr. Baker. I'll, I'll call you Thaddeus. Um, let's go outside. And so he, like, he walks with, he follows you. Uh, turn toward the stables. Okay. Uh, I'll walk toward the stables. And he, he notices that you're not doing anything but walking mm-hmm. towards the stables. He's like, uh, sir, I, we, we can't, I, I can't allow you to go to the stables. I, I, a breath of fresh air is fine, but the stables are kind of for only um, for only manor personnel. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. I like stable air. <laughs> how far away are we? How far did I get? 
um, you are out from under the porch, like you're kind of in the grass. If you're looking out from the door of the manor, uh, looking towards back towards the center of the city, just, just there is a stable. The stable is to your left and probably a hundred feet away uh, in the grass. Um, and there's pretty much open grass between you and there. Just do like Arlo did. Swallow him whole. I, I can't do that. I'm not. You can make it. It's just you and him. Out You're there. just not trying. No, there's another guard by the carriages, thirty feet away. Oh. What you thinking? Um, <laughs> thinking a lot of things. Right now. None of them are really playing out. Um, it, th- that guard out there is still out there, right? Yeah, he's still kind of dealing with people who are getting in and out of carriages, talking to people. He's a little bit distracted. Okay. Um, hey, you're, they dragged your toad off that way. Maybe you're checking on your giant toad. Yeah, no, um, I, that, that is the basic purpose. Um, Arkin is his name? Yeah. Arkin, would it be too much trouble if I were to just stay by the man at the carriages and speak with him? Could he be my escort, or is that something... I suppose we are outside. I probably do need to get back to my post, but like I said, uh, Thaddeus, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mr. Baker, uh, the, the 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 stable is really only for um, for manor personnel. So just stick around here and come back in the party. We've got tons of food. It's it's, it's a good time. I uh, I understand that, and I walk up to him and like or walk closer to him and like shake his hand. I I assure you, he I will back. I will stay away from the stables. You have my word. Thank you, sir. I, I, again. I love I love horses myself. I love I, if, when I get a chance I go over and I check them out. Um, but just try, try to follow the rules. Ronald 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 Wither, Ronald uh, uh, Mister Witherbranch just prefers that only man and personnel go over there. And he turns around and he goes back inside. Okay. Uh, does the other guy see? Me? I mean, he's got he. You were in his line of sight. Uh, if you tried to bolt it, he would. Poss- possibly notice. I mean, it might. We'll, we'll roll it. Okay. Uh, I want to roll stealth. Okay. Um, I am wearing heavy. I'm wearing medium armor. I don't know. If, okay. I think it causes disadvantage. I believe the type of armor that I have. Uh, select armor. I had the half plate, which uh, no, that's wrong. Half plate does give disadvantage on stuff. Um. But it is night, and he's slightly distracted. So, uh, how do you, however you say? Sure. Um. So that grants you disadvantage. It do. Yeah. Okay. So just do re- roll regular because he's distracted. Lord. Now is the time. <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> Nat two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like somehow, a stealthy dumpster. I'm not like running over there. I'm just sort of like walking over there again. All right, trying to do it slowly without see, being seen. Just, just like I'm on, on a mid evening stroll. So again, the guy by the carriages steps out. He does see you. That doesn't be just passive perception of not to. Uh, he steps out from behind the carriage. He says, "Sir." You've you've already been told. I, I heard your conversation. You need to stay away from the stables. I'll have to toss you out of the. I'll have to toss you out of the manor entirely if you don't come back inside the party. How many people are near him? <laughs> there's no one else. I mean, uh, there's, no one there's the carriage. <laughs> the carriage that just dropped some people off has just gone away. We don't need to know this right. character's name, do we? I mean, you can ask it. Not much longer. Are there any bushes near him? <laughs> I mean, there, there's shrubbery on either side of the entrance to the manor. Okay, I walk up to him. Thank you, sir. Thank you for... Sorry, I just... 
I have to uh, throw a punch. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep trying. Um, you you tell him I have to keep trying. Yeah, I just. What what? Why are you so fixated on the stables? Am I am I right up on him now? Uh, you are. Yeah, you're right up on keep him. Keep talking, dude. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, what can I do? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, look at that over there. <laughs> no. Um. I just wanted to point out this beautiful bush. Just rip right, it out the ground I, and beat him yeah, with it. No, I, I got it. I know what I'm doing. There we go. All right. Before you do that, let's go back to Jack Law's combat in the in the in the basement. We have two separate rounds of combat. Um, we'll eventually be taking an air conditioning break when this episode is over. But y'all bear with me. Um, the sweat makes you think. You know, everybody at home is in the air conditioning. That's right. We're the ones who are sweating. Don't don't impose that on them. Well, they yeah, might or may not be. That's true. No matter. They may have spent their last dollar on the show. That is true. Um, they could be Saitamaing. Mm-hmm. There's no air conditioning. This right. helps them condition. Yes. Okay. But not you heard me. Back to Jack Law. That's right. Uh, a guard has just peed his pants. Uh, he is in, concealed with fog, and you are, I assume, approaching. If I if I reduce them to zero hit points, they're unconscious but not killed outright, right? Or are they? Are they I dead? think the way that works is you have to. You have to say you want them to be unconscious. Now, if you say, I want to cut this man in the neck, but I don't want him to die, yeah. I can't let that happen. <laughs> I want to unconsciousify these guards, because they're just doing the job. Okay. They're being annoying, but right. not deadly annoying. Okay. And one or both of them have pissed themselves. So it is time to roll initiative. But I'm going to give disadvantage on this initiative roll to the guards. I don't know if you can grant disadvantage on initiative. You but can. I'm gonna... um, bar- well, I, I'm bar- still stealth. Is there any way I can dash straight into the fog and just... You are stealth, so I guess that would be a surprise attack. So you get an extra... We'll give you an extra round. So you will let you attack, then we'll go into initiative order, which I Wait. imagine would be... What'd you roll? Nine. Yeah, so you beat them in initiative well. So you'll get two... You'll get essentially two turns, then combat will start. Okay. So there's a guard, one to the left, one to the right, in the fog. I don't know if you can see in the fog. You will have disadvantage in there. Sorry. Don't slip on the puddle. Mm. Mm. Right? That's how fog works. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, surprise round. Well, he is obscured by fog, so they can't see him. But right, but he also he doesn't have any special does, power to see through fog. Yet. Yeah. It is, does it cause disadvantage, or does it cause advantage on stealth? It's advantage on stealth, or because you have advantage on stealth, but you have disadvantage on things to see. That's your ability. I just created the fog. Yeah, I, I, I can't in good faith allow you to have not have disadvantage imposed on you when you also can equally not see in the fog. Okay. I think that's how fog works right. in general, because that's how we did it last time. You had disadvantage in the fog. So my first stealth attack is thrown out. Because of the fog? No, no. I'm. Yeah, but I mean, when I get in there, I won't have advantage. I won't have sneak attack. You will. I'm, you still have a surprise round. Okay. Um, but yeah, sneak attack. Not you won't have advantage on the attack roll. Sneak attack. Oh wait, I don't have to have advantage on no, it's sneak like three attack. Different things. Mm-hmm. I just have to have stealth. A friend yep. nearby. Yeah. Or you're, stealth. Well, yeah. yeah, you're stealth. So your first one will definitely be sneak attack. Yeah. No, never mind. I have to. I have to have advantage or friend nearby. There's no sneaking involved. All right. Okay. But you still get two turns yeah, going yeah. in. All right. So first guard, I'm just gonna dash in, and I'm gonna with my cleaver, my 
flat on the front end cleaver. <laughs> I'm just going to stab him right in the face with oh, the long part oh, of the cleaver. Ow. Wow, okay. That's fine. Do that. <laughs> okay. So it's like a punch with like a fine piece of metal. Right, so mm-hmm. it's going to just... 18? 18, that was with disadvantage. Huh? Oh, disadvantage. No, that is a... 13. Um, that actually... Well, the whole thing is they can't see, so you roll regular. That's yeah. I'm sorry. That was yeah. They can't see, so that gives you advantage. You can't see disadvantage, so equal roll. Your first roll counts. I I think we probably had people screaming at us <laughs> at that point if they were watching. Um, so yeah, you you that your first one hits. Okay. Roll damage for the front end of your cleaver. Shouldn't have killed that uh guy in the marketplace then, because I sneak attacked him. I was nearby. Oh, we were, yeah, that was yeah. what it was then. All right, that poor so guy had it coming. This guy gets no sneak attack damage? No, okay. So, yeah, just a D8. And if he moves, I'm doing Booming Blade. If he moves, he takes another D8. Right. All right, and then... Okay, so how many? How much was that first damage? Seven plus Seven. Uh, four, so tw- 11. Oh, so he is immediately knocked. And you're intentionally trying to knock him out. He's immediately knocked out. Okay. <laughs> that guy, that guard, so you just slide through the fog and <laughs> stick your cleaver in his head. And he slams his head on the back of the steel door, and he just slumps to the ground. The guy next to him cannot see you. He shrieks in terror. <laughs> I have and another attack, right? You certainly do. <laughs> this is now my turn. Um, oh, please. That guy, no, so much so he drops his spear. You hear the sound of his spear dropping on the ground. He's unarmed. Like, that's just too scary. That's too. What happened? What has happened here is too scary. He didn't see it though. He just knows the other guys like. Hit well, the he wall was so close. He was so close to the guy that he could see this guy out of the corner of his eye, mm. and all he saw was like something come out of the darkness, hit him in the head, his head slammed back, and the guy just slumped to the ground without a sound. Okay. So I rolled fourteen plus six. I rolled twenty. Yeah. yeah. Arlo on the other side of the door. You hear <laughs> boom. <laughs> this one. I switched the cleaver around and used the bone breaker on the back God, on his temple. Alright, so you hit him as well. Yeah. Uh, roll damage for that. Five. If he moves, he takes more. Okay. Uh, no, five plus four, nine. Alright, so you hit him good and hard. Uh, and he... You hit him so hard on the temple that he's dazed and he falls to the ground. And he's now laying in a puddle of his own pee-pee. <laughs> and he just is looking up. He's like, what, what are you? What, what are you? He, he sobs in uh, tears. And so he's like, re- he tries to reach for his spear. And with, he can't see. He's super scared. He's prone. So we're full of disadvantage right now. Uh, his two disadvantages negate your one disadvantage. So uh, it doesn't matter because he doesn't hit you with the first one. Uh, and he just like, you, you can, you're just standing there and you can, you can just hear, you can feel him, you can feel his movement and the spear comes up out of the fog and like in time enough for you to like move your head back and the spear passes by your head uh, and it comes back down as he shakes and it's your turn again. So not, uh, 11 damage was enough to knock the other dude out outright. Yeah. How much, how much damage can I do with a kick? Uh, 1d4 plus your strength. Well, that's if you're proficient. If, if, you're it's, proficient. if it's regular, it's just one. Dang it. One damage. Is that it? Unarmed strike is just one damage. Yeah. Oh, so proficient is D4. 
Uh, no, it's a feat to get D4. Okay. Yeah, that's like a, a monk, monk or fighter or barbarian thing. All right, so you can do one damage with a kick. Okay. And also, that, that kind of if, meta if should be outlawed because you don't because Jack doesn't know, I just did nine damage. I felt the impact. I know I know how hard I hit the last guy. Yeah. I know but can you calculate it that it will require two more kicks to knock him out? Jack can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so again, just going back down with the back of the knife. Uh, he asked what I am. I tell him, I told you, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. 16? That hits. Thank God. <laughs> so, 8. Bryce, I have to... I can't in good faith let you not kill this guy. You oh. did eight. You did eight damage. Like, I I can't in good faith allow you to hit this guy twice with the back of a cleaver. I mean, y'all y'all can tell me we can do a table rule on that. What do you think? Eight damage. Uh, I, feel I mean, like I, I you're feel trying like, not to do. Yeah, it so I feel like I have control over that. I feel like I know okay. what will kill him. Okay, all right. I feel like I dial it back. Okay, so you he. I also didn't do booming blade on this. True. So you shoot your he shoots his spear up, and you say, "I told you I was a, I'm a man." And you smack him again in the head with your cleaver, and he slumps to the ground. But you can hear them both breathing, um, as they lay in a puddle of guard number one's pee pee. Pee pee. Uh, and that ends combat <laughs> for Jack Law. Let's return to Grim. Sorry, Arlo. We'll get back to you probably. I guess in the next episode. Um, no, no, probably make it back. I don't depend upon how time, what kind cool. of time we have. But I do want to resolve. Grim's yeah, I'm always like knocking on the door, like yeah. shaving a haircut style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Grim, you step to the guard. Yeah. Um, he. <laughs> um, can I like just attack him straight out, or does that require? Initiative? He sees you, so that would require initiative. Okay, um, then you do it. Initiative. All right, let's roll. Initiative I, I'm not. Today. I'm not gonna. I don't want to like make a melee attack against yeah. him. But uh, oh boy, nineteen. You beat him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to hit him. Like, okay. I'll do what. Um, you did. I don't want to kill him. You don't want to kill him. You want to knock him out. All right. Non-lethal at the, at the manor. Still Grab him by the face and beat his head on the carriage. <laughs> Got so... Never mind. I can't impose what I'd like on the, on the game. Uh-oh. Uh, I'll impose what I would like. I thought when he was going to stealth, I figured you'd just be like by the carriage. He'd like do the... Like kick the tire and like walk around to the other side. <laughs> he got back there. He's like, yep. Don't make him like this anymore. And then just bolt when he couldn't see him to hit. Uh, 11 is not going to hit, actually. Okay, well, then I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, casting... It's a second level yeah. spell. Uh, casting time is one bonus action. You create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you cast a spell again. When you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. On hit, they take... 1d8 okay so you can so that didn't work so you can punch and then or whatever and then you can cast the spiritual can you attack this turn with it yeah when you okay. cast the spell yeah, you make cool, a cool, spell cool, attack cool. and then every turn after it's a bonus action to move it and cast and all right you gotta it. tell me what, what it is, is you gotta tell me where it is the baby. spiritual weapon yeah that's what it, daddy uh, used in our yeah the weapon can take whatever form you choose uh i want it to look like the hammer i gave up okay cool so um, like a fridge with a stick yeah sort of okay <laughs> 
No, um, mini fridge. Like the there you go. like the axe head that's been extended and flattened on one end of the yeah, Nice. Dear Lord. If I ever play a cleric, my spiritual weapon is going to be a chainsaw. Nice. Well, when I we got... were playing with that, I could swear that he was wanted to make like a. I want. I just could see him making a, a freight train that was going to come. And hit these <laughs> All aboard! But can't do that. Nine. Dang, dude. I'm sorry. This is terrible. I'm sorry. That's so. Hammer's where, aiming for his head. Where is the hammer? Behind him. I, yeah, I pictured you try to punch, and then like, you, so you you punch him in the ch- like kind of you punch him in the chest, and you just hit his chain mail, mm. and you just like um it. It does absorbs a lot of the impact. Before before the hammer swings, I like punch him like, "Oh, <laughs> you were ready for this one, weren't you?" And then the hammer just misses. Um, he and yeah, when the hammer just whiffs, and he says, "I love beating the crap out of rich people." <laughs> and he uh, he like because you punched him, he just goes fist. Fight. He doesn't know he's fighting with the cleric. Well, he because he didn't see the hammer, uh, so he just, just like whiffing. yeah, he just goes fisticuffs with you, and no he is going to use the hammer. He is going to try to punch you. Bring it. What? Uh, will eight beat your DC? No. AC. AC. Yeah. Uh, so he. I was looking at your health. Again, we're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> you cannot touch me. We're back in a boxing match. So like, you punch. He punches you, and you're able to like. Du- Weave your head out of the way. Okay. I feel right. like Grim is smiling. <laughs> Grim, yeah, Grim is smiling because oh, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't know. Grim loves to like fight, yeah. not to kill, but he loves to fight. So this is this is very cool that we'll he's decided that. to fist in, in this campaign. Um, Sleeves are rolled up at this point. Seventeen to hit. That will hit. Uh, I deal. Uh, I'm not using necrotic, so okay. I deal eight damage. All right, that's a good hit. And it doesn't knock him out. It does not knock him out. Right, well, going with, um, the, with the weapon. Okay. Um, that is in 11 to hit. It will not. I'm sorry. Okay. Excuse me. What was that damage? Eight. Okay. <coughs> Alright, so you, you hit it. You Where are you punching? Torso or jaw? Going, going for the jaw. Alright, you tor- you punch him in the jaw. He, his head comes down and he spits out a mouthful of blood um, onto the ground. Uh, he staggers back a little bit. Like, oh! <laughs> uh, and it's his turn, so he's going to... Uh, He's gonna take out a spear this time. He's 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 fed up. You you jacked him in his jaw pretty good. Okay. Uh, so he whips out his spear and he's gonna stab you with it. He's gonna try. What's your AC? Fifteen. Ooh boy, that just barely hits. Okay. <laughs> so he does. He jabs you. Do. He jabs you with his spear. Um, for three damage. Oh boy. So it's pretty much like you just got stabbed, but like you're still standing there. Like what? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So he he he. Put, tries to put the spear through your chest, and the armor that you bought like catches most of the most of the damage. And he like looks at you surprised, like I'm not, like you're not here for the party, are you? <laughs> no, he says you're not here for the party, are you? Oh, that's a trade secret, my friend. And I, <laughs> Please hit after this. Uh, Twenty-one to hit yep. with another eight damage. I'm going for. Am I taller than him? He is. Uh, you are taller than him. I'm yeah. just going straight for the nose. I want to just. Okay. Ask, just knock him down. Oh yeah, you punch him in the you punch him in the nose. You can feel his nose snap beneath your fist, and he like his like he's not dead, but his eyes flash wide as if he had just died. And then he closes his eyes, and you can hear him breathing as he slumps to the um, fl- falls backwards onto the ground. Just watch the lights go out. As your uh, as your what color is your spiritual weapon? Purple. Um, yeah. Uh, as your purple hammer floats above his okay. his body. I um. I'll just that'll I'll, I'll grab him and, and pull him to the bushes and kind of hide him a little bit. Do I need to roll for that? Yes. <laughs> him, uh, roll to move him. Roll to hide him. To hide him. Roll what? 
Survival. Oh, to conceal by... Yeah, full survival. Uh, 12. Yeah, that'll do it. You okay. got him. Sweet. Well concealed. Um, and then uh, I run for the thing. I'm not... I'll just let my spiritual weapon die because I don't want to cast a spell again. Sure. So it'll just follow me and then just <laughs> fade out as we get closer. Okay. So I run to the... Stables. Okay. For a brief second, let's revisit <clears throat> what happened at the, sil- the steel door. We will end this episode in just a few minutes. But back at the steel door, there are two... Uh, men knocked out in a puddle of urine. Jack stands above them with a cleaver with just a little bit of blood on it. On the back end. Yeah. And he hears knocks on the other side of the door from Arlo. But you don't know that. Uh, it's from Arlo. The, you know that you hear knocks. <laughs> the lock's on my side, right? Correct. I'll unlock the door. And okay. Come in. So you, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you raise the... Are you assuming that it's Arlo? Are you assuming that it's a friend? I'm assuming that whoever's on the other side needs to be dealt with either way. <laughs> okay. So you raise the big steel latch on the door, and the door swings open. And before you stands uh, your friend Arlo. Walking through the fog. I want to dis- disperse the fog. The fog disperses. So. Oh. I was wondering if that fog was you, Arlo. I'm going to grab both of them by the collar and start walking into the room with them. <laughs> All right. That's a perfect way to end this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're on iTunes, please share us with your friends. Um, I think we're honing in on this D&D stuff. That was a good episode. Yeah, I, I like truly enjoyed I like it. it. Thank yeah. you again for listening. Uh, if you want this knife, Bryce has made a knife. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tank Media Games. Uh, leave us a review if you like the show, and if you really love the show and you want to help us make it better, go to patreon.com slash network if you want to join us financially in this venture. I'll put some um, real live guard blood on the back of it for you. Yeah, there you go. Use that, that bone, bone crusher and all. Bone crusher. But we'll see you in the next episode. We love you very much. Bye.